Here we go. Dun, dun, dun. Dum, dum. Oh, God, get out of my head. <laughs> hey, I'm the one who sat there when we're done with this. I'm going to go back to playing Call of Cthulhu on the Xbox. I'm like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> All righty, let's go. All right, you guys are in. Uh, you have discovered what was left of the, uh, what appears to be the treasure in the vault from the uh, Twilight Mansion as well as the body of the mage who was employed by the Twilight Man, uh, Mr. Matthew Severinsen. Uh, he, he appears to have all of his items on him, as well as the gold, as the chest with gold and everything. I'm sure you're dying to know what okay. he's got, so I'll just yes. quickly read this off. <laughs> okay. Um... He has a appears to be a a uh, healing potion. Uh, appears that it might be a greater healing potion. Uh, looks like he has another potion as well. Um, not sure. Uh, he has a ring on his possession, and it looks like he has a wand. Uh, two wands, actually. And a set of beads. And a quarter staff. And in also in one of the chests, you find uh, another uh, set of beads, which look very similar to the set of beads that you are wearing, uh, Baron. Looks to be another set of prayer beads. And these all to be all appear to be the same type of bead as one of your Cure wounds beads that you have on your particular prayer uh, prayer necklace. Ah, very good, very good. That's good that we have that. Very good. Feeling it will come in useful. Unfortunately, it's keeping in mind it does require attunement. So, <laughs> yes. yes. And it does not look like we are sleeping so, anytime soon. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I, I think. Okay. And Arian, you're the only one, other one who can wear it. Am I? A, a, a druid cannot use, or it's just clerics and paladins? Oh, druid. Yeah, druid can, yeah. So I believe uh, you obsidian, obsidian. obsidian might also, yes. Sorry, um, well, there's two sets of beads. One is on the wizard and one is in the chest. So once we figure them out, we can divvy it up. Yeah. But it, it requires attunement. So this does us no good now. What um, uh, is there any way to identify the wands or the ring? Uh, unless you have an identify spell, you're going to have to wait and get them identified later. I was going to say, also, I, think I might. The um, I don't have a word. Go ahead. Sorry. The necklace that the wizard's wearing. Am I able to tell what those beads are? Similar to next, they're comparing it to my necklace. Uh, they don't. They're a different style of bead. So these might be a different type of magic, magical item. Oh, okay. So, I know Day and I have bags of holding. Um, mine only right now has. 
160 out of the 500 pounds that it can hold in it. So I would like to put as much as I can in mine and day as much as we can in his. I had just gotten mine. I hadn't put anything in it yet. So yeah, let's just load uh, it up. Load them up. All right. Between so all, the uh, starting with bags, platinum and gold. <laughs> yeah, between <laughs> yeah. the three bags, you're able to put all of that coin and most everything wow. except for the quarter staff. And so uh, one of you has a full that size can go bag in of your quiver. That uh, can go in the quiver of Alana. Alrighty. Yes. So, is there is there room for the wizard? Uh, no, unfortunately, it might have been an interesting reveal that, you know, that we're talking to the dude and he's like, oh, look what well, we found. <laughs> well, we, you know, we could always take his head and put it in one of the little purple bags that Grigori brought us and, and give him the head. I'm going to no, go I'm... with no on that one. He's going to think. Not Something the first time happened. I've had a party suggest decapitating a body, but I'm going to go with that. <laughs> <laughs> I am chaotic neutral, and he is dead. So that's fair. There is that. Uh, real, so, Anari, what's your alignment? Uh, I'm chaotic good. Good, uh, neutral. Day, I think I heard you said you were good. Barum, yeah, what's good. your alignment? Awful good. Awful. Okay. Cool. Wow. I thought you said awful good. <laughs> awful good. I like awful it. good. He's that, he's that too, apparently. He's awful good and he's lawful good. So we're 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 golden. He's All awful right. lawful. We, we got it covered. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh there doesn't appear to be anything else in this room. So once you've uh pulled the magical hey, uh, items and pulled the uh gold, just some empty I, chests. I would like to point out once more uh, that I think we've been misled. I think uh, Xandergul, who claimed that the magic user was ill, may have had some involvement in his demise, especially Agreed. since he also tried to keep us from discovering that body in the wine cellar. So I'm even less inclined to assist in the recovery of whatever it is he wanted us to get. Does the wound in the neck look like it was caused by a weapon? Yes, so it appears to have been a knife wound. Yeah, you know, it seems everything he has told us has been a lie, except that this obelisk goes to the Shadowfell and that this tower existed, but his intentions surely are not pure. I would agree. I agree as well. But also there's something about this room that I feel more connected to home, don't you? Like ever since we got here, it's felt like a like an oppressive force, but not here. I agree with that as well. This has been an uplift to spirit. And so that I think has to do with the because there, there's other glyphs in this room, right? Again. There are other glyphs in this yes. room. There are a couple of different. <laughs> there are a couple them. of different circles in, in uh, as you're seeing, uh, with a couple of different with uh, some variation in the glyphs, unlike what you saw, uh, similar to what you saw, or what sh what's in the documents that uh, Obsidian had been making. 
that looks and they look to be about some type of teleportation type magic. We we never asked Zandragul if he came here, did we? I don't believe we did. No, I don't no, think we, we did, did not. I'm curious because Jingle said that he had been behaving differently since the obelisk. Is it possible that something else came to take him, much as the magic user has been taken? What would cause him to stay in his room for so long? It is I curious, think... isn't it? It is. Hmm. What? He was likely here in the Shadowfell, and something that happened here has changed him. I tend to agree. Or is changing him. I, he, from his words, he said that he had men who were transported to the Shadowfell and then didn't come back. Yes. That could have been a lie. Perhaps maybe he went with his guard and then came back and killed the guard for what he had seen. Oh. I'm just shot in the dark. That could be, though. He witnessed, the guard witnessed something that he was not meant to see and had to be disposed of. It's all very suspicious. It is. It is. Either he does truly want this doorway to the Shadowfell to be closed, or he wants it to remain open. I don't know which is which. If he wants it closed, it could be because whatever is changing him desires never to return or not to allow something out. But if he wants it open, I'm sure it would be to try to take over our world. Could be. Mm. From the from the knowledge that um, Barham was able to obtain about liches, um, would we know if a phylactery or something of that nature could be moved by that particular being? Uh, a phylactery could. Uh, it's possible. Phylacteries could be in a variety of forms. Uh, depending on what the what a lich uh, uses decides, sometimes they're uh, set to be an innocuous t uh, or innocuous object, but also Item. unique enough to the particular person so that they could recognize it. Uh, but unless you have some basis to kind of figure out uh, what it might be, it, it be. could be needle in it could a be haystack. anything. Yeah, could be anything. But as you as you guys are are sitting there discussing it, you hear. You're hearing the whisper again. It's like, answers this way. Come, come this way. We're all hearing? Yes, you all can hear it. Ah, so Did I wasn't imagining that? things. Did you hear yes. And it sounds like it's coming from the hallway that led into the room. So back yes. the way we came. Uh, hmm? I, I will very quietly sneak my way out 
and look around. Okay. As you come to the corner and look down the hallway, uh, you look through the door that you came in, across the hallway, and you see what appears to be another open door on the opposite wall. Gay. Gay. You didn't find that door, did you? That door right. was not open when we left that room. I saw no sign of a door there. There's a door there now. Okay. Let's go. There's a new door? Yes. Yes. How do yes, I keep missing is. all these doors? I didn't see that one either. Because Aubrey's killing us. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here we go. Let's go see. Ah, oh, this is a new door. The good thing is that it's uh, sunshine, sparkles, and rainbows at the end of this hallway. Watch, watch <laughs> for the rainbow connection. Oh, I love that song. <laughs> As you uh, okay. uh, come down that door, you you notice that there appears to be another door doorway that opens. By itself, by itself? Yeah, it appears to I open. feel we're as being you, led. As you came around the, as you were coming around the corners, you saw that, that there was a there appeared door was opened. Okay, we're being led. So yes, we are. we are being led. I don't trust where we're being okay. led. So now we're at a T junction, or. An L, I guess. Upside yeah, down as you L. come in, Which you way? see a, a set of doors. Uh, one to one on a one to the left, one to the right. Okay, um, I'm going to try this east door. Okay. I don't want to split the party at all, so I'm going to stick with day. Day. Hey, let's go. All right. Uh, anything with this door, or is, does it open okay? Uh, it appears to open just fine. As you okay, walk so. into the hallway, you see another door directly down the hall. Yeah. The south door is closed. Yeah, I didn't yep. want to go in a different direction. Yeah. Okay, I'll still act as rear guard then. So, um, without the intention of metagaming, I'm assuming that this is a wall. Yes. Uh, go ahead okay. and give me an investigation check. Okay. Um, guidance. I don't know if it's the, specifically the dice that I'm using, but they roll very slow. Uh, okay. And plus guidance is 18. All right. Uh, you do find the signs of a secret door. And when you go to open it, you see a wall on the other uh, wall, a little hallway in a wall. Okay. And when you go and uh, check this wall, uh, something of the, from what, from based on what you've seen so far of these secret doors and the way they're stacked, uh, 
best guess is there probably is a door. Uh, so go ahead and give me another investigation with advantage. Sure. And I'll guide you this time. All right. Let's roll the dice dice this time. Yes. All right. Okay. Advantage was good because that was a natural one. So um, that is a 14 plus 3, 17. So you open this door and move into a large chamber. Inside the the ceiling is an arched dome, roughly 30 feet above the floor at its highest point. Uh, About midway, about midway, you see what appears to be a staff floating perfectly vertically in the center of the room, about four feet off the ground. Uh, Nearby the staff, you see uh, wrapped in this kind of opaque uh, bubble what looks to be a large uh, body of some type. Of the staff? Yeah, the staff is in that color. The staff is kind of a glowing, a dull kind of gray. And it's a similar, and the uh, bubble that you see that's a large, you see kind of see some shadow playing with inside, but it's very opaque. And there's the and it's uh, it's a body of some type, but the color of the aura around the body and the aura around the staff match in color right. tone. How how far from the peak of the dome is the body floating? Because I'm still walking on the ceiling, and so I guess I could get a closer look if it's uh, close from to what this. as you see it, it would probably be about four feet four feet or so from the ceiling, as it's just kind of suspended there. Okay, so I'll I'll walk up there to get a bit of a closer look at the the bubble man. Okay, so it's or four feet lady. from the ceiling, not four feet from the floor. The staff is roughly four feet from the floor, floating vertically. Okay, the body is above that, roughly four to six feet from the ceiling, just kind of suspended there. Does it, okay, thank you. Does it appear that the staff is generating anything that's maintaining uh, the bubbles? Yes, it's the same color. The aura around the staff or the glow of the staff is the same color as the glow around the uh, the body that's suspended. Hmm. All right, so I'm going to get closer uh, walking on the ceiling so I can get a better look at this person within the bubble without touching the bubble. Cast Guidance on you thank you what are you what are you checking for i want to see if i can get an idea of the features or any of the details of this being if the are they alive dead um what race are they uh, how old just you know anything all right um yeah that would be an investigation okay Thirteen, uh, including 13. guidance. Uh, you see that the this uh, this particular figure is uh, probably uh, is about your height. With a, is, uh, it's got a very massive build. Um, you can see uh, the hands. They look like they look kind of like like ape hands, but the joints look weird. 
Um, the the head area is really obscure. You see, you can't see through it completely. But it, it appears to be in some form of uh, stasis, like a suspended animation type thing. It doesn't appear to be dead, and it doesn't. Uh, it appears to just exist there. It's a small rise and lower of the chest. It must be getting some kind of oxygen and, and sustain sustenance for life. But that's about it. So I relay the information. Um, so it looks like my neighbor and uh, is alive. Um. <laughs> I want to walk over to where the staff is and, and investigate that in kind of the same way. Just look around it. I'm not going to touch it, but I don't want to look around it. All right. Looking uh, for markings, looking for anything. Uh, it's a, it's a fairly, it's a, it's a fairly simple staff with a, with a ornate uh, uh, head, headpiece and a kind of a bluish purple stone in the center. Uh, you get the sense that it's very old. Mm. Is there anything else in this room? No. Doesn't appear to be. And is it basically else. in the middle of the room? Yes. Like dead center? Okay. Essentially, yes. Are there any glyphs around that we would I was going to say, any markings or anything on the walls or floors or anything like in some uh, of the Nothing other that rooms? you can see on the walls or floors. Uh, inside the. Uh, in, uh, on the staff, you see some faint uh, markings. Um, and you... Uh, you uh, for, if you want to do an arcana check to see if you can read any of the markings. Yeah. Or any of the spellcasters. Yep. Dirty 20. Mm -hmm. Nice. It's my 15. <laughs> um, Barum, as you, uh, as you step up to it and take a look at it, uh, you see, uh, some, do uh, you see some of the glyphs and in the inscription reads something about, um, disjoining and, uh, imprisoning evil. Hmm. And it almost uh, kind of pulses a little bit as you get close to it. I think Not I can make it out. Kind of a welcoming type of pulse. It has to do with imprisoning evil. And maybe maybe this this bubble boy is is imprisoned here. Do you think perhaps that the lich that was journaling has been imprisoned here and is kept? Could be. That could be. Maybe this is the lich. Maybe. Would, would I recognize this being a lich? Uh, no, the body does not look right for a okay. lich. From your studies, liches, as they get older, they tend to wither. And look more skeletal. This one looks very robust. Almost, I mean, this is like a, this is like Schwarzenegger, Conan the Barbarian type build. 
This is not a, a, a small person by any stretch of the imagination. And as you're looking at it, you also make out the word disjoining in the staff. So disjoint, disjointing. Disjoining and imprisoning evil. Maybe that means putting it to a different plane, disjoining it, a prison of a different reality. Hmm. So the aura that's covering it, is it a solid cone all the way up or is it just covering the staff and just covering it's the It's outlining the staff and kind of a that uh, kind of a, a dullish kind of gray blue. But as Borum got close to it to inspect the runes, it kind of flashed a little, uh, just a slight little bit brighter. And it's kind of got a little, little bit of a pulse going to it now as it senses Borum's, Borum's proximity to the staff. Don't think we should touch it. I'd have to agree. If the staff is imprisoning evil, we certainly wouldn't want to release the evil. The voice yeah. let us hear. Yes, the voice let us hear. We're here for a reason. We're here to kill it. We're or here. the voice let us here to free the evil. There's that. Hey, maybe the staff is the is the item that we came for wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute the when we first were speaking with sir zangerhal he was talking about a cursed artifact that we needed to find this is it he think he says it's cursed because what he wants it's it's actually a good thing because it's imprisoning evil but he's calling it a curse because he's evil um, I'm going to cast detect evil and good. Okay. Going to uh, read that off to me. Hang on this one second. Trying to get it up. Um, oh, it says, for the duration, you know if there is an aberration, celestial, elemental, fey, fiend, or undead within 30 feet of you, as well as where the creature is located. Similarly, you know if there is a piece or object within 30 feet of you that has been magically consecrated or desecrated. The spell can penetrate most barriers, um, but it is blocked by one foot of stone, one inch of common metal, a thin sheet of lead or three feet of wood or dirt. Okay. So it's uh, pretty much anything within uh, within that radius. Within 30 feet, yeah. Okay. Uh, you definitely are getting a, inspir a, a kind of a, a tingle from the staff in uh, kind of a positive way. And you get a tingle from the body in kind of a and that sensation is kind of the, the sensation from the staff is kind of a warm uh sensation 
the sensation from the body is kind of a cold sensation. And then you detect a third sensation coming from uh, the, so the, the east side as the secret door open and opens and you see a creature come out. Uh, it looks like a spider-like creature, but with a set of uh, forearm, uh, it's forward uh, arms are look to be hands. One's grasping a shield and one's grasping a sword. And as it comes in, it's coming in right behind uh, Barum. It's... Barum, look that's, out. That's... Uh, cold evil that is, that is yeah that is a cold <laughs> feeling as it comes in and attempts to scare and push Barum away from it with its so with its uh shield and some and and presence and it's it's uh it's right behind you and it's essentially coming up to push you I'll I'll step out of the way. All right. Uh, go ahead and give me a dexterity check. Okay. Eight. All right. Uh, as it comes up, it actually gets to it slightly pushes you. So as you kind of step to the side, you lose your balance, and you reach your arms out to try and catch your fall, and you brush staff. Mm -hmm. And the light, from, the light from the staff stops and it falls to the ground and the body uh, descends and lands onto the ground. Is it just like lying on its side on the ground? It's just lying on its side, and now we need our initiative rolls for our final combat of the night. Oh, grab the staff. Oh. 30-20. Alrighty. 30-20 also. Nice. 17. Natural 20. Whoa. Oh. Uh. Otherwise known as a clean, clean 20. Clean 20. So we got, <laughs> we got 20, 20, and 20 for the initiatives and a 17. Yeah, yep. I believe that is correct. Although you're, you're in, you're not 20. We'll still get your initiative mm -hmm. on it. Oh, bonus. In that case, it's a 20. You have no initiative bonus. <laughs> no. Wow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> All right. Oh, you have a zero dexterity bonus. That's right. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I bumped I'm into a... the staff, didn't I? It's better than Dimitri, though. True. All right. That's... Who's got the better <laughs> uh, dexterity, Obsidian or Anari? Um, plus four. <laughs> okay. Uh, give me a d6. Each of you. Roll a d6. d6. Tell me the number. You got it. Two. Two? uh mine is going to be a four Alrighty, so way i can uh get the order 
Okay, Doki. Start the initiative with uh, Borum. Right now, you see this uh, creature as it uh, stand as it stands there. It's got its uh, it's got a sword and a shield, and it, the next set of arms look to be like kind of like these scythe-looking limbs, kind of like what you'd see on a praying mantis. And it, it rears up and is. Uh, uh, as it as it uh, scared you, so you get to make the first move. Okay. And then Anari, you're up. You're on deck. Okay. So, here's what I wanted to. Let me just zoom in over here on D and roll twenty. Make sure I'm in the. Okay. I'm going to cast Spirit Guardians. Okay. It's um, a third level spell. And I'll just read what it does. It's concentration, up to 10 minutes. You call forth spirits to protect you. They flit around you at a distance of 15 feet for the duration. If you are good or neutral, their spectral form appears angelic or fey. Anyways, when you cast this spell... You can designate any number of creatures you can see to be unaffected by it. So I will designate the three party members to be unaffected. All but right. an affected creature's speed is halved in the area. And when the creature enters the area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there, it must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, the creature takes 3d8 radiant damage. Um, so on a successful save, the creature takes half as much damage. So it's just kind of three. Oh, wait. Um, yeah, just whatever the guardian's flitting around me. <laughs> um, at a distance of 15 feet. All right. So yeah, I have to cast it on myself, and then it's 15 feet. All right, so, so. that will cover... Uh... I will cover Ruth, uh, the uh, creature you're seeing. Uh, I'm just going to refer to him as uh, Ruthra. Ruthra. All right. Ruthra. Okay, so Ruthra has to make a dexterity saving throw. On at the beginning of its turn. Okay. It does. All right. Um, so that's uh, an action. And okay, uh, I will end my turn there because I don't want to move. Okay, all right, uh, brings up to Anari. Okay, um, I'm going to use my bonus action. And cast uh, Branding Smite. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to move to attack um, that creature. 
with my rapier. Sorry. So first attack. Okay. That will be a 26 to hit. Uh, that will hit. Roll damage. Okay. It is going to be 12 points of piercing damage. And then it is also going to be 2d6, or actually, excuse me, it's going to be 1d6 of sneak attack damage, which is going to be 4, and then 2d6 of radiant damage, which is going to be 8 points right, so of radiant me, damage. So, so the radiant damage was 8. What was right. the other damage? Uh, it was six, right? Six for the sneak attack and for the rapier? Uh, 12. 18, eight, 26 total points of damage. And then the second attack will right. be a 14 to hit. 14 will not hit. Okay. That is my action. Ready? Uh, Obsidian, you're up. Okay. Oops, I gotta move something real quick. Come on. All right. I am going to start by casting Moonbeam on it. Alrighty. Silvery beam of pale light shines down in a five-foot radius, 40-foot high cylinder centered on a point within range, and range is 120 feet. Until the spell ends, dim light fills the cylinder. Right. When a creature enters the spell's area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there, it is engulfed in ghostly flames that cause searing pain, and it must make a con saving throw. Uh, and the con saving throw is 13. It takes 2d10 radiant damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. All right. You said it was a DC... Con 13. Con, con 13. Uh, makes the save. Okay, so I rolled 15, so 7. 7 points of radiant damage. Now I'm going to move up um, close to it. Oh, I can select my creature. And as my bonus attack, I'm going to take and hit him with my sword. Or try to anyway. Alrighty. And oh. 15. 15 to hit? Yes. Uh, does not hit. Okay. And that is where I will end my turn. Alrighty. This brings us to Rutha's actions. And Rutha is going to come up uh, con 13, because yep. he's starting his turn there. All right, he uses one of his resistances to make the save. Okay, do so, you roll? 
The uh, damage, or do I roll the damage? What's the damage? 2d... 2d10, and then half of that, since he succeeded. Ten points, halved, five... And like I said, he's going going to Well see he's gonna move he's going to He said this is casting a dull light around the room, so that means it's making shadows as well. A silvery beam of pale light shines down in a five-foot radius, 40-foot high cylinder centered on him. Okay. Until the spell ends, dim light fills the cylinder. Okay. Not the room. All right. So he will step. Uh, he will pretty much climb up the uh, side, climb up the side, and move out of the beam, and uh, move closer to you. Obsidian, and then he will attack. You're muted. Oh, I'm muted. Sorry. <laughs> I just reminding he has to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Because Let's... of the spirit guardians, which is a uh, DC 16. All right. Uh, I was going to fail that one. All right. Oh. Um, okay. I'll roll 3d8. All right. So it's, uh, okay, nine radiant damage. Nine radiant damage. Okay. All righty. And now he's going to uh, make his, start making his attacks. Also, if he moved away from me, then I get an opportunity attack. Uh, yes, you do, because you were in a threatening square. Go ahead and make your opportunity attack. All right. Does a 17 hit? No, a 17 does not hit. Ooh. All right. I miss. That was with uh, Warhammer. <laughs> was, that, was he moving far enough out of my space for that as well? No, he's uh, still technically in still your close space. To, okay, got it. So uh, he will make his uh, first, will make uh, multiple attacks. Uh, he will make the first one on Obsidian. See 
That's a 12 to hit. Does not first hit. Attack. All right. Does not hit. All right. Second attack is 23 to hit. That will hit. All right. That is going to be seven points of piercing of slashing damage. I will take I will use my reaction to do uncanny dodge to have that. Alrighty. So three. And I have to make a save for my concentration spell. Yes. And that's at 11. So you succeed <laughs> the save. You. Awesome. Uh, third Barely. attack. Three. Third attack is... Um, Twenty-four to hit. That hits. That will be uh, 13 points of slashing damage. Okay. Con save, or the save for the spell is 13? Yes. If you tell me he gets a fourth attack, I'm going to come through the screen. <laughs> okay, I won't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> This is, this, is, this is the the end of it. So, and I'm going with what's uh with what's here. Yep. And uh, go ahead. Yep. Here's that fourth one. And the fourth one is going to be is going to try and lunge out and bite at you. So that is a uh, actually a little higher. It's a uh, 19, 5, 23 to hit. Yep, and I rolled a 10 on my save. Woohoo! And how much damage? Uh, it's going to be a DA. Uh, 5 points of piercing damage from the bite. Okay. And I look at him and go, you know, there's three other people here. You can and spread the wealth. It's one. All right, Day, you're up. Hey. Um, <clears throat> so for what I was going to do, I ended up rolling all my dice earlier, so I missed a little bit of something. Everybody's been focusing on this one creature right nobody's done any attacks on the one that dropped from the bubble no right. no and if uh, you're going to look at the one that's from the bubble uh you see that it you know, with the bubble away from it you see like i said it's a massively well-built creature it's it, its hands look uh fairly gorilla-like but all the joints are reversed and it appears to have five heads Right. It's probably not a good thing. 
Tiamat's got five heads, right? Yeah. Yes, and we did see a dragon. Tiamat's husband. You see, uh, you see the head of a, you see like what looks like a tiger head, a crocodile head, a human head, uh, an insectoid type head, and an ape head. And it's evil. It was, uh, it was trapped in the uh, bubble, um, and depending on the information relayed, it was probably a evil creature of some type. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's lying on the floor. Lying on the floor, the body is still breathing, but it's not moving. Debating on whether I should attack it or not. It's on the floor. That's a good thing. Um, okay. Uh, well, I already rolled a whole bunch of attacks. I guess I'm just going to start stabbing away. Uh, so, yeah. Um, the rolls I got were 24, 17, 16, 16, crit success, 24, 19, and 17 using an action surge. Um, wow yeah so so none of those were were with uh advantage for it lying down or anything like that but (laughs) i guess i can re-roll ones that don't hit all right any of them (laughs) all right uh let's let's go through that again all right the first first uh first attack is the first two attacks are what 24 and 17 both hit all okay. right. Are they both magical damage? Uh, only one is magical damage. That's 10 points of magical damage uh, plus nine points sneak attack. Um, and then three points of non-magical damage. Okay. The next attack was 16 and 16 to hit. Uh, neither. Both miss. Both miss. Okay. Um, should I Should I roll advantage on those if he's lying down? Uh yeah, I'll let you I'll let you do that because he is a prone creature and can't retaliate. Okay, so one was a nat twenty and the other one is gonna fail. So I'll just roll the extra uh so that's an extra two points. So that's eleven points of magical damage on that attack. Okay. Um the next one was a crit success and a twenty-four. Uh thirteen points magical damage, one point non-magical. Okay. Okay. And then a 19 and a 17 on the final attack. Uh, both hit. Okay. 12 points magical, two points not. All right. So breaking that down 10, 21, 33 points of magical damage. Okay. Nice. 9, 12, 13, 15 points of non-magical. Okay. And I only get the one action surge, so I can't do that again until a short rest. So I'm going to go lay down, guys. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wish we would have taken a short rest a little earlier. I'd have a divine smite left. Yeah. Right. Did you have to move your token over? over there? Uh, right. Yeah. Sorry. Um, wait. No, he's somewhere in the middle. He's still somewhere in the middle. Okay. So I could have reached him from where I am uh yes you have that 10 foot okay. reach you would have been able to to reach him so i'll, I'll stay where i am for now okie dokie uh most impressive uh barum you're up okay so the guy on the ground is not taking a turn he's 
He's just lying there. He's just lying there. Got the okay. car beat out of him. I'll uh, okay. I'll do two things. My my spirit guardians are still active, but it's concentration, so I will cast inflict wounds, which is um instant and I have to be next to him because it's a touch spell mm -hmm. and I have to make a melee spell attack against a creature you can reach on a hit the target takes 3d10 necrotic damage okay so it's a oh no a 13 to hit 13 will not hit okay then it takes no damage but as a bonus action, first let me spend that. And as a bonus action, I will cast Spiritual Weapon. Okay. And I'll put it just on the other side of okay. it. And um, it's in the, sh in the form of a Warhammer. So... You create a floating special weapon within range that lasts the duration. Range is 60 feet. Um, uh, when you cast this spell, you can make a melee spell attack against a creature within five feet of the weapon. Okay, so I'm going to make another attack. And there's a 21 hit. A 21 will hit. Roll damage. Okay. Um, now, this is interesting because uh my divine strike says which is just a feature i get at level eight once on each of your turns when you hit a creature with a weapon attack you can cause the attack to deal an extra 1d8 radiant damage would this count as hitting it with a weapon attack uh yes because spiritual, spiritual weapon, weapon. Mm -hmm. it does melee damage so i'll roll the initial damage and an extra d8. Okay, so it does. Um, oh, does it say what type of damage spiritual weapon does? Probably just magic damage, right? You think? It doesn't uh, say that. It'd be, it'd be the, well, actually, no, you wouldn't be able to do the divine on there because a spiritual weapon essentially does force damage. It just looks like a particular weapon. Oh, yeah. So it's not a weapon attack, then. Yeah, it's a, it's a, spe it's like a, it, it's a, it's an attack, but it's it. The damage dealt is like force damage. Okay. Okay. Oh, force damage. Yeah, does say it. Okay. Yeah, you're right. All right, then it's thirteen force damage. Thirteen. Yep. And um. Magical. And the weapon remains there. And I'll stay over here and I'll end my turn. All right. Anari, you're up. Obsidian, you're on deck. Right. First attack with the magical rapier, 16 to hit. A 16 will not hit. Okay. Then second attack. That will be a 23 to hit. That will hit. Roll damage. So this is going to be 
eight, 16 points of piercing damage, eight plus eight. And then the radiant damage, is that only on the um, first attack that hits? That's the that's the one with the rapier, right? Correct. Yeah, that they're, would be... well, actually they're both attacks with the rapier. Oh, okay. Um, it's on a hit, so okay. So the first one missed, so that would still count for this hit. Yes. Okay. So then it's going to be two d six plus the sneak attack. So it'd be three d six. So 16 plus 11. So 27 points of piercing oh, damage. And all with a magical weapon, right? Correct. Plus two rapier. Awesome. Okay. Uh, Obsidian, you're up. Hey, I have a question for you. Answer. Um, so I have a moonbeam kind of in the little hallway if I attempt to move that, it's going to go right over our friend Barum. So I can't do that without him taking damage, correct? Uh, technically, you're correct. Okay, so I'm leaving the moonbeam where it is for now. I don't have to move it. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to attack with my short sword. Actually, because you only you take damage if you're in the beam at the start of your turn. Right, right. So yeah, no, you no, could move it over. if I run it over. it over you. Oh, I you, could? You could, because just as he said, when it has creature, to be a creature starting it, or starts its turn or enters. Not if you move When it. a creature enters the spell's area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there. Yeah, otherwise you could sweep oh, okay. it across a bunch of enemies on your turn or something like that. Oh, right, right. Okay. So I'm going to then go ahead and move it on top of him. So another con 13 save. Okay. All right. And it's going to use his last resistance to succeed that save. Okay. So 2d10, half damage. All right. And this is what, round two? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now it's turn. Oh, yeah, because I'm not done. Oh, you're not done? Okay. No, no, I have a bonus action. And I'm attacking with my sword, plus two, and I'm using my bardic inspiration, second, the second one we got, which is what, a plus eight? Okay. And then my sword is a plus nine. So 13 plus eight plus, no, I'm sorry, 13 plus five is 18 plus nine is 27. All right. So, dice out. And then sneak attack is 3d6, and regular damage is 1d6. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 points of damage. All right, so total damage. And that's magical. And that's uh, 15 there, so okay. Yeah, so. and I don't know what the moonbeam did, so because you were rolling that, correct? Yeah, I rolled that one. Okay. And, and now I will end my turn. Now you will end your turn. 
All right. So if uh, Ruth was starting its turn, it has to make a wisdom save DC 16. And another con save. <laughs> All right. We'll start with the wisdom save. And the DC on the wisdom was what again? 16. Up oh, fails that. Then it will take 11 radiant damage. Right, and then we have the con save for the moonbeam, uh, which is going to be a, a succeed. So the 2d10 half damage. Three. Okay. Uh, and then it's going to. see where is he on the map right there so all right uh, all right so obsidian is going to so I'm gonna do an attack against uh, all three of all three of you First one. We listen to you, Obsidian. <laughs> He's sharing the wealth. Yay! So let's twenty-two, uh, twenty-four to hit on Obsidian. That hits. Of course, use my reaction and candy dodge to take half damage. All right. Uh, deals uh, seven points, uh, or yep, seven points of slashing damage. Is that the half, or is that the full? That's the full. So half would be okay. three. Three. Got it. All right. Now an attack against Anari. That is twenty-one to hit. That'll hit. And that is 11 points of slashing damage. Okay. And then an attack against uh, Barum. It's uh, 18 plus so 26 to hit. Uh, yeah, you'll hit. Uh, for 10 points of slashing damage. Okay. okay. And as you guys are standing there, you notice out of nowhere... Sir Xander Xandergul appears in the southwest corner of the room, and then all of a sudden the body stands up the body in front of Day and behind Anari stands up and takes a step back, takes a few steps back. To find a few 
Does that provoke opportunity attack? It will. Pro- it will give an opportunity attack for Anari and Day. And uh, so, also, um, Xandergul, he's within the spiritual guardians, so he'll have to make a wisdom save. Right. And I think is uh, let's read it again. Spiritual and affected creatures be this halved in the area. And when the creature enters the area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there, it must make a wisdom save. So is um is the man lying down starting its turn right now? Uh yes. He stood up and backed away 10 feet, provoking the attack of opportunity from Minari and Day. Okay. Then both of them will have to do a wisdom save. All right. Uh, Xandergul fails his because uh, as soon as he kind of appeared there, he uh, collapsed unconscious as the body started to stand up. Oh. Okay. And the the body's save? Uh, the body doesn't appear to be affected as he steps back. <sighs> and you hear a you hear a, a voice uh, from there. It's like, ah, my thanks. I've been trapped for a few hundred years. I much thank you for releasing my body. It's good to be whole again. And he says, he's like, allow me to permit me the honor of introducing myself. My name is Loradak. I, as you can, as you may can tell, I am a member. I am a, a Raksasha of some renown. A Maharaja of Raksashas, one would say. It's so good to find willing servants these days. Oh, you haven't found no. any willing servants. No willing. Well, you really—he—you he, released me from my prison, so you were definitely helpful. I did no, not no, agree no, 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 to that's anything. That's just so we can kill you. <laughs> All I did was take a potion. I did not agree to a single thing. Alrighty. So. Uh, let me get those attacks of opportunity from Anari and Day, because he did move out of your threatening space. Now, would I not get one? I'm five within five feet of him. Oh, you are too. Yeah, I apologize. So all three of you get to make Thank your you. attacks of opportunity. So for a fighter, is that uh, two attacks as an attack? Uh, sorry, as an action? Or... If that's your if that's your standard attack, uh, you yes. would get you would get it. Okay, that's uh, seventeen and twenty-eight then from my pre-roll. All right, both of them will hit. Roll damage. Does that also include sneak attack? Because I was within range of him and I'm swashbuckler. Uh, no, I'm going to say no on this one because you okay. already used it earlier. So. so that's 12 points of magical, two points non-magical in that right. attack. I rolled a 24. Okay, that will hit. Roll damage. And it's a five plus six, so 11 magic. All right. 
Okay. I rolled a uh, 28 and a 15. Uh, the 28 will hit. The 15 will not. Okay. That will be 11 points of uh, piercing damage. Magical. All right. And then you said the the branding smite would be much like the sneak attack, correct? It was used previously, so it cannot be used again. Yes. Or is that any melee attack? Uh, the your the branding smite. Of, I'm gonna go with uh, you used it once. I mean, it takes a spell slot, doesn't it? Every time you try to use it. Uh, no, it's uh, it's yes, it takes a spell slot, but it's uh, up to one minute it continues. So it'd be ten rounds, right? Uh, but it's you cast it and then. Oh, let me do, let me double check. Sure. Uh, the next time you hit a creature with a weapon attack. Yeah, so it's ends. just a once. Once you make the hit, then it's done. You'd have to cast a new spell slot to get it back in. Yeah. Thank so if you, you were for... to miss a hit. Okay. Okay. So it only continues if it if you miss. Yes. Okay. Got it. So 11 points only. 11 points only? Okay. Now for Loradak. All right. Oh, it's... All right, Laura Dak is going to uh, look over to Day and uh, cast Dominate Person. So go ahead and make a Wisdom saving throw. Oh, uh, no. Okay. Thirteen. Uh, thirteen does not uh, save. So. Uh oh. What did he say his name was again? Uh, Lordak. Lordak. It's like lower deck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. He's uh, as he as he as Lord Loradak looks at you, Day. He points over to uh, Barum and so, and commands you to attack him. Sounds reasonable. <laughs> right. Traitor! I do. I, I get to make a save on my turn. I guess at the uh, end yes, of my turn. Yes, on your next turn. On uh, let's dominate person. Uh, so many details sorry uh let's see so yes you can make your wisdom save uh each time each time you take damage you get to make a wisdom save against and if you succeed then the spell will end okay so only when i take damage though Correct. Got it. All right. But now cool. you shift all of your attention to attacking uh, Barum on your next turn. Okay. Hey, buddy. 
Um, Sorry, I missed that. Did you attack me just now? No, I'm going to, though. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, okay. Don't worry, my action surge is gone, so. But still sneak attack damage and whatnot. What are you going to do? Ouch. All right. Um, And with that, he will... That will be, and then one of the other, uh, one of the other heads uh, essentially will uh, utter an incantation and it's the heads. He's got too many of them. He's going Mm. for a TPK. Yeah. <laughs> uh, casts a uh, magic missile at uh, a uh, Anari uh, for so you get. Is each of its heads taking its own turn? Uh, each of the heads can cast a set of spells. Ow. Sounds fair. So he gets yeah. five attacks and the other one gets four. Four. Yeah. Never should have oh, touched yeah. that rod. I, I mm. bumped in. <laughs> yeah, it, it was an accident, you know. Things happen. Things happen. Me. No sense Shot crying happens. over spilt Rakshasa. <laughs> nope. Uh, as he casts a uh, four, um, get four darts of energy that land at Anari. Uh, for five points of force damage. And then uh, another one of the heads uh, mumbles something, and the spirit guardians are dispelled. What? Spirit guardians. Mm. He said, uh, "Take off, eh?" And the la- and the last head utters something, and the moonbeam dispels. And that is, concludes his turn. So now it is Day's turn. Cool. So I had this really big plan where I was going to stick an immovable rod down his throat, but then he stood up. So uh, I guess I'm just going to have to go and fight you, Adam. Um, do 17 or 16 hit? Neither do. Okay. Then I tried doing some stabby stabs at you. Uh, so I moved over here and then I went, and uh, unfortunately, I did not hurt you. But I tried real hard. So. Next time, baby. Are you done? Don't do that. So, no, he told me to. He took what? It How seems do- reasonable to me. We talked about not listening to those voices. I <laughs> seem to it sounds makes sense. So, 
did we talked about this upstairs didn't we yeah i remember that but i mean honestly have you talked to this guy seriously no it, buddy i have to do some talking to him give him a few choice words yeah yeah do that Next up is Barum. Uh, Nara, you're on deck. I'll, first of all, I want to turn to Lordek and say, I, are you from this realm? Just ask him if this is where he's from originally um he, he chuckles and responds with no i found my way here many many years ago killed the lich that owned this castle or this fortress and through his studies found my way to to, to your plane where my where my uh, clan and i had managed to pillage and uh, occupy ourselves until a group of adventurers came to hunt us down. I am the last of my clan. Ah. And what what do, you, what do you think about having to live in that body over there? I'll just point to the body that fell dead when he woke he, up. He's unconscious. He's not necessarily dead, but as far as you can tell, he went unconscious. It's like he was just a means to an end. The, part, the previous adventures separated my mind and body. Thank you for you reuniting them. Didn't mean to. And I don't know how much time I'm using up by asking all these questions. <laughs> <laughs> and and what about that? And I point to the the staff on the ground. Is it's that part of your plan? It's just a trinket now. Okay. Mm. What are you going to do? Um, I'm going to... Uh, first, I'll use my bonus action to use the spiritual weapon, which is still on this side of the creature. Okay. And I'm just going to whack it. <laughs> whack it with the spiritual weapon. All right. And does a uh, 20 hit. 20, uh, you're talking about Rutha? Ruthra? Yeah, hitting Ruthra. Ruthra yeah, Spirit. 20 will hit. Okay. So it will be uh, 12 force damage with the spiritual okay. weapon. Okay. And then I'm going Is to... Is he getting bloody at all? Can we Can we see him bloodied at all? Uh, yes, he is uh, starting to be a little sluggish. Okay, thank you. I'm going to scurry. Hold on a sec. Okay, I'm going to scurry over here. One, two, three, four. Get an opportunity attack for that, don't I? 
Would, uh, if he moves in and out of your threatening space, then yes, you would get an opportunity attack. Sorry, Adam. <laughs> and and so would R- Ruthra. Sorry, Adam. You're not even the one controlling Ruthra. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think the DM needs any help. <laughs> no. Oh, man. When we win, we want to win the right way. That's true. That's true. Good point. So much better when you win the right way. Yeah. And right now, the right way means trying to kill our friend. Yep. No, it does not. <laughs> that is the wrong way. <laughs> oh, I don't know. The Rakshasa made a really good point. Um, you should hear him out. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. We've got five heads for a reason. Five heads are better than one. Um, okay, so I guess sounds to, to me like day switched teams. <laughs> well, yeah, and, until I change the night. <laughs> until I take damage, and I can, you know. There you go. You know, yeah, make my so, save. So you're attacking me right now. Uh, yeah. Um, opportunity attack. Uh, so this one's for pre-roll that I was going to use for my attack. The first is a natural one to hit. Um, and the next one is a dirty 20. Ah, okay. So the dirty 20 will meet and beat. Okay. That's six points of damage. But the natural one, could he have lost his weapon on the natural one? (laughs) Uh, Yes, technically he would uh, lose lose his grip on his weapon and it would clatter to the ground. Okay, that so that, that was that was my magical um, short sword. I was attacking with it first so that I could... I've been attacking with it first, so I get my bonus on that because I'm dual wielding. So the second one, yeah, um, I rolled my full damage on that one, unfortunately, so that's a six. All right, six damage. Yeah, but my magical sword, I'm going to have to go and get it. Okay. So now that I'm here, um, I'm going to put my hand on the body. And this, I don't know, this might be a stretch, but um, I'm going to cast Banishment on the Rakshasa, which is a fourth level spell. And to cast it, I need an item that's distasteful to the target. And as that item, I'm using the former body that he was trapped in for however long until he can go back to his normal state. So it's up to you whether or not that's too much of a stretch, because I know that it is a stretch because it says item, but it's also a body. So. It's it's really good except for except for one teensy weensy ever so tiny uh, detail. Yeah, uh, the spell doesn't affect him because Roxashas are immune to spells below a certain level. <sighs> okay, that's okay. I'll still try it. Okay, you're so and don't totally body, try it. Kneeling down and holding up my hand, I'll. Um, I'll say, go back to where I came from. And I'll wait for something to happen. Uh, you, 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 you feel the effect of the spell reaching out to, to Loradak and kind of 
start to coalesce, but then it just fizzles out around him. You're, you're somewhat perplexed on why the spell didn't take effect. This can't be right. Um, okay, so I will... Uh, I will end my turn. Ready. Uh, Anari, you're up. Obsidian, you're on deck. Come on, Anari. Right. Kill this thing. So, greater threat. I will move in to melee. Okay. And, and attack with my uh, magical rapier. Alrighty. The first one is going to be a 19. A 19 will hit. Roll damage. Okay. Um, I'm going to use my last second level spell slot for Divine Smite. Okay. So at a second level, it will add a D8. So I'm going to get 3D8 additional on the damage. All right. Um, and go back to attack. So the rapier itself is going to do 10 points. Okay. The divine smite is going to do an additional 11. So 21. Okay. On that attack. The second attack is going to be a 17. 17 will hit. Roll damage. And that is going to be nine points of piercing damage. Uh, Non-magical, right? Oh, magical, right? Magical, yeah. Magical rapier. All right. So, and the smite at second level. Correct. Okay. Oh, does it in, is it both attacks or just the first? Uh, it's just the first. I wanted to make okay. sure I, I make sure I was keeping it, keeping that in mind. Yeah. When you um, when you mentioned it, I thought maybe it would apply, but no, that's good. It went on the first then. Went on the first. Okay. And that is it for me. All right. So I gotta mark off that spell slot. Ready? Next up is Obsidian. Okay. So, Moonbeam go bye bye. That stinks. Um, for my action, I'm going to cast Resistance on Day, which will give him a D4 bonus to his save whenever he makes it. Okay. As the bonus action, I'm going to attack with my sword. And since everybody left me, I no longer get sneak attack. And that is a 21. Mm. 21 will hit. Roll damage. That went right off the table. Four. Ready? 
And unfortunately, I'm that done. was uh, with the magical weapon, right? Yeah, that was the magical weapon. Okay. Anything else? So you did that and that. All right. Uh, which brings us to Rothra. Who is going to, who's got all of his attention on you, Obsidian. Since everyone else has wandered away. First attack. Uh, is a, a miss. Second attack. Uh, a 17 hit. For me? Yeah. No. Okay. Second one's a miss. Armor class 18. Third one is an 18. Meets it, beats it. Yep. So that is 12 points of slashing damage. Uh, reaction uncanny dodge to half it. Alrighty. So six. And the fourth attack is a miss. All in all, I'm okay with that. Now it's Lordax's uh, uh, turn. Turns. <laughs> one up. Not recharge that ability. Uh, he will uh, reach out to Anari. That is a twenty-six to hit on Anari. Twenty-six uh, will hit. Twenty-six will hit. All right. Uh, he re he reaches out one of the hand one of his hands and uh, grasps you, and you feel just this withering effect as he casts Vampiric Touch on you. Uh, 15 points of necrotic damage. Okay. He regains... There, okay, and then proceeds to uh, come around and hit you with his other other hand. That is a nat twenty plus seven, so twenty-seven to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. Uh, that will be 18 points of slashing damage. Ouch. Um, 
And then uh, looking over at Barum, uh, I don't know why I can't keep remembering the, the, the name. <laughs> and as he looks at Barum, he casts... You see him uh, after he. Uh, you see him after he hits uh, Anari. He raises his hand up, and you see this uh, arrow of like this lot, this green liquid start to form and shoot out at you. Um, Uh, which would be, uh, uh, 25 to hit. Yeah. Or. Six points of acid damage. Ooh, acid. Ooh, six. And at the start of your at the at the end of your next turn, you would take another two d four of acid damage. Two d four. Oh, at the end of my at turn? the end of your next turn. Okay. Oh. <laughs> uh, which brings us to day. Okay, um, I'm going to have to say that I apologize, Adam. This is not going to be good for you. So uh, I've got my longbow, and I'm firing an arrow uh, using my arcane archery, a shadow arrow. So um, it's a 24 to hit. It's going to hit. Uh, nine points magical damage piercing. Uh, make a wisdom 11 saving throw. Okay, first I'll take the nine DC damage. 11. Yeah. And then wisdom. Save. I still have, and and uh, there's also twelve points because I rolled my full sneak attack on that. Hang on one sec. What? Yeah. So another on twelve. The, on the wisdom saving throw, add three. You're within ten feet of me, so you get the aura. Oh, okay. So that's uh, twenty-one for the wisdom save. I've already taken nine damage, and I'm gonna take an extra twelve on top of that. You say. Yeah, and then there's my second attack too. So that's coming up. So because right. you made your save, uh, you will not be. Uh, so if you had had missed this, then you would only be able to see five feet away from you until the beginning of your next turn. But because <gasps> you saved, that's not going to happen. Um, and you also do not take the psychic damage. Ooh, so, okay. That's good. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, Add another seven points of piercing damage for my second attack because I was a 25 to hit. Seven, you say? Yeah. Um, I apologize. I do wish that was on one of the enemies because I'm sure it would be great if I was helping. But uh, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of, I don't know. I mean, this Rakshasa guy, he speaks, he speaks wisdom, you know? Very convincing. Very convincing. Yeah. Uh, looks a little funny, but smart. Yes, uh, 
Chad? Uh, so I did not, when he hit me that time, I did not roll for my concentration spell, which is resistance to Brandon. So I just rolled. It's a 17. Uh, what are you concentrating against? Uh, resistance is a concentration spell. I oh, cast okay. that. And okay. so he hit me after it. Gotcha. All righty. And that brings us to Barum. All right. I I look over at day, at day. What are you doing? <laughs> I told you he he said I mean it makes I don't know, it made sense. No, yeah. You've been tricked. He tricked you. I don't and I don't think so. No, I don't. I uh no, I don't think so. I'd, I'd know. I'd know if I was tricked. Right? I'd, I'd, I'm not an idiot. Just. Um, okay, I'm going to point right at day and cast Dispel Magic. Um, so it choose one creature, object, or magical effect within range, which is 120 feet. Any spell of third level or lower on the target ends. For each spell of fourth level or higher on the target, make an ability check using your spellcasting ability. The DC equals 10 plus the spell's level. Is it is it above a th third level spell? Yes, it is technically a fifth level spell. Okay. All right, so that means... Um, oh. For each spell before, make an ability check using the spellcasting ability. Um, so I'm using my own ability, my own spellcasting ability. Yes, you're trying to, you're essentially trying to stop a spell at uh, that level. So the D, so it's your spell. It's basically your spell attack modifier, but your your D, the DC is going to be because it's a. Uh, that level spell. Okay. So my. So um, it would be a 12, right? Because it's a fifth level spell. That's two spots above three. So okay. that would be a 10 plus two. For each spell of fourth level or higher on the target, make an ability check using your spell. Assembly. The DC equals 10 plus the spell's level. So Take it would be 15. 15. I'd have to oh. beat fifteen, and your spell ability. And which, uh, what are your spells based on? Uh, wisdom, Constitution, Wisdom. So it would be roll a. It'd be doing basically a Wisdom check using your Wisdom modifier. And if you beat a fifteen, then you dispel the spell. Okay. Now, would Anarian's benefit help here? Uh, if it benefits, what, if it's if it benefits skill throw? checks, yeah, it's yeah. A, I mean it's a it's essentially a wisdom saving throw. But it's a saving throw, so any, you any, get a plus three. Any that, bardic and dice you do left? have that bardic in, you do have that bardic have inspiration. inspiration in the in the wings. I I I yes, I just remembered that. Okay, so I'm going to roll the um. I'm gonna have to do it at 
the the D ten, the higher bardic okay. inspiration. So I'll have that, and then I'll roll just just straight wisdom check. But then I'm also adding three to it. Yes, your protection will give you plus three on the save. Okay, so that will be let's see. 24 plus 3 is 27, plus 9 is 36. So 36 nice. beats of 15 in my calculator. <laughs> yep, that works. Uh, Day, you, as uh, when when Baron uh, uh, casts this, uh, you feel kind of like a cloud has lifted. And you, you look at you look at him, you look at Barum and you look at the rest of your uh, companions and you don't uh, you don't quite understand why you are attacking them and then you shift all of your attention back over to Loradak. That son of a as a uh, I saw my bonus action. So sorry. And your bonus action? Sorry. Uh, bonus action to use the spiritual weapon to hit the Ruthra. All right. Roll for the attack. 22 to hit. 22 will hit. Roll damage. Uh, it's 12. 12 force damage. Force damage. Alrighty. Brings us to Anari. All right. So as my bonus action, I'm casting Searing Smite. Uh, is my last first level. And then I will attack uh, the Rakasha with my rapier. First attack is going to be a 17. 17 will hit. Okay, so the piercing damage is going to be eight. Okay. And then from the Searing Smite, that will be uh, 1d6. And that is going to be four points of okay. fire damage. And I believe he will need to make a saving throw at the start of his next turn. DC 14. It's a con save. All right. You go and you strike with the sword. You strike with the rapier. And mm -hmm. as you feel the smite uh, transfer through the sword and uh, as it as it connects with Lordak's body, the spell dissipates as it washes over. All right. Second attack then will be a nat 20. So 29 nice. to hit. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you said the way you're doing this is that um, you max the first die. Mm -hmm. You max the die damage, and then you roll the die. And so add it's going to be, it'll be 16 points, and then the other D8 will be three. So 19 points of piercing damage, magical. And that wraps my turn. All righty. Obsidian. 
Yes. So I'm going to use my disengage bonus action. Okay. And I'm coming over here. Come on, baby. Um, short sword plus two is a nat 20. Nice. Okay, here's where things are going to get fun. <laughs> so let's do main damage first. So it's six plus six plus six. So it's 18 on the sword magic. Okay. Now I get sneak attack since my buddy is standing right in front of me. Mm-hmm. At 3d6. Now, does that also get the bonus of the nat 20? Yes, it does. At full 18? 18 plus what, you, plus what you roll. Which is another 646, so 16. All right, 16 sneak attack. Yes. Okay. On top of the 18. Yep. Um, now... I am going to use one of my special features called Whales from the Grave, which says immediately after you deal your sneak attack damage to a creature on your turn, you can target a second creature within 30 feet of it. The second creature takes 2d6 psychic damage. Alrighty. Okay. And I'm assuming since I didn't actually hit that creature, I don't get the bonus on that 2d6. It's still a crit. It's all coming together. So do it. Okay, so that's 12 plus another 7, so 19 on Scorpion Boy or whatever he is. All right, so we got 19 psychic damage against Ratha. And then Lordak will take... Wow. A healthy, healthy amount, too. All righty. And... That brings us to day. What are you going to do? Oh, wait, no. I don't know why I said that. It's Rotha's. Uh, it's Rotha's. Uh, Rotha's up. Wow, I was skipping over. My bad. It's okay. You can still keep, you know, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, we, we won't lie. It's really all right. Yeah. <laughs> They're tired. They've been fighting. You know, let, them, let them rest. Tired, tired is a thing. Yes. <laughs> a little bloodied, right? Yeah. Um, Ratha is actually going to, uh, this, uh, move out through the doorways and vanish. Him out of the fight, which will bring us to Lordak. Ooh, if he went through, out through the doorway, he would have passed within 10 feet of me. Would I get a, uh, yes, she would. attack? Yes, she would. Cool. Um, then that's a 24 and a 12 to hit. That will hit. Roll damage. Both, both or just the 24? Uh, just the 24. Okay, so the 24, um, yes, sorry. Okay, that's, that's actually, uh, 12 points of damage. All right. It attempts to get away. And so tell me, Day, how do you want to do that? Nice. Oh, okay. Ah. So um, I go, I go in swinging, um, and yeah, I hit it. Uh, but I don't know. I, I feel like there's too many heads in this room, so I take this one's head off. 
Huh. Uh, yes. Nice. Yeah. That works. So. Too many heads sometimes, too, you know? Too many, too many heads. Just, yeah, every once in a while, there's too many heads. So. <sighs> so. So he's dead. Mm. Another one bites the dust. And another one's gone. And another one's gone. <laughs> another one bites the dust. How's everyone's HP at the moment? I'm good. Uh, I'm okay. I am I'm, not, I'm not quite half. I'm slightly more than half. Okay. But I have potions I can drink, uh, and I still have some spells I can use as well. Yeah. Okay. Alrighty. So, let's see, up for Loradak's turn. First thing. Yay, that recharges. Okay. Oh boy. Um, that's not what you want to hear. Uh, he then uh, reaches up uh, one of his uh, arm, one of his heads, uh, looks up to uh, the dome and utters a phrase, and then a storm cloud starts to generate within the room. I need all of you to make a dexterity saving. Anybody that plus is three. within, yeah, I was going to say, anybody within 10 feet of me gets plus three. And don't forget, Brandon, you still have my resistance, so you can add a d4 to that. You're still concentrating? Yeah, because uh, I haven't been I haven't been hit, so. Cool beans. That's awesome. Uh, okay. 30, 20 for dex. me. Yeah. 19 for an Aryan. 18. Okay. And I got eight. Oh. All right. So we got three above 18 and one below 18. Okay. Does that mean they average out fine? It's <laughs> all good. Yeah. So don't worry about it. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Everything's fine. Everything is awesome. I forgot. Uh, <laughs> I was supposed to take. How much damage at the end of my turn? 2d4 acid damage. 2d4 acid. Okay. Okay, I'm going to put that in. Just that one time? Uh, yep, just that one time. All right. So those of us that saved, we were taking damage too, right? Yes, you are taking damage too. Okay. Uh, for uh, Day, Obsidian, and Anari, you each take 14 points of lightning damage. Oh, Ouch. that's the half? Uh, Bar uh, Bar Barum, 
you take 29 points of lightning damage from this uh, thundercloud that appeared in the chamber above you. Oh, dude. 29. That cloud stays there, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. The last, uh, last 10 minutes. That's cool. Ooh. It's concentration, I oh, think. that thing. Everybody focus on that one head. <laughs> <laughs> or dispel it. That too. That too. You do that. That works too. Yeah, yeah. It's in tight. <laughs> <laughs> that is that one. And it is then going to take an action to disengage and move into this far corner. From there, it will raise an arm and cast Uh, poison spray toward <gasps> Anari and Obsidian. Yeah. Um, let's see this Noxus uh, puff from your palm. I need. Uh, uh, ten foot range. So ten it, foot range? I'm or, not in you're it. You're safe. Nope. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. Anari is the one who takes it. So Anari, I need you to make a Constitution saving throw. I can do that. Alrighty. That is going to be a twenty-four. Succeeds. All right, and you don't take any damage from it. And that is the end of Lorodark's turn. Next up is Day. Oh, okay. So it's a, it's a full action to pick up uh, that sword off the ground, right? Yes, it would be. All right, so I'm just going to use my magic arrows. So, um, so 23 into 25 to hit. Both will hit. Roll damage. Okay, so that's a... 13 magical damage, nine nice. sneak attack. And then the second was a five. And that's also magical damage because it's a magical arrow. All right. So 18 so, points of magical damage total. Nine and then nine sneak, sneak attack. attack. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. He's uh, definitely looking worse for wear right now. Uh, next up is Barum. All right. I uh, have no choice. <laughs> I'm going to drink as an action my potion of superior healing. All right. Uh, drinking a potion, you're, uh, giving a potion to yourself is a bonus action. Bonus action. Oh, is it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, giving a potion to a party member is a full action. Taking one yourself is a bonus action. Okay, then. So how would it work if I wanted to use my bonus action to move the spiritual weapon and attack with it? 
Uh, if you sacrifice the action to drink the potion, then you could use the bonus action to move the spiritual weapon. All right. So then in order to cause the drinking of the superior healing potion to be an action, I'm just going to sniff it, waft it around, just make, <laughs> just kind of drag it out a bit. <laughs> mm, wow, that's a good, just kind of admire the, the glass. Mm, mm. <laughs> ever, was, the, ever the performer. <laughs> it was, it was a good vintage. It was, it was a very rich red. All right, now, so. As part of this action, can he throw the thing at it and cause some glass damage if it breaks on? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, okay, eight d four plus eight. Let me roll that up. Eight d four. Okay, is 19 plus 8 is 27. Okay, that brings my health back up a bit better. And as my bonus action now, I will move my spiritual weapon that was over here two right here just okay just beneath the enemy token there and i still get to attack with it oh spells um spiritual weapon so it's oh 11 to hit mm, does not hit it did that thing where it was teetering between three and 17 oh and i hate it <laughs> Yeah, so okay, it doesn't hit. Nope. But it it's hit. right next to him now. And I will um move move back a little after seeing that poison spray. Just gonna move back a little bit. And end my turn. All right. Anari, you're up. So Obsidian, you're on deck. I'm gonna use my bonus action to take a potion of superior healing. Okay. And I've rolled that out, so I'll take, uh, I'll get the 33 points health. Nice. Nice. Um, and I will, I forgot to remove it out of my list of things. Um, and then I'm going to move into melee range. Okay. And attack with my rapier, magical rapier. All right. That will be. 26 to hit on the first 26 will hit roll damage okay damage for the first is going to be 10 points magical piercing okay second attack is going to be a 17 to hit uh 17 will hit roll damage okay fortunate and that is uh, 10 points of magical piercing damage. So 20 points total. Yes. Oh, wait. Oh, no, I can't. Nobody's close enough to me. Never mind. Alrighty. Uh, next up is Obsidian. Yep. So bonus action, superior healing potion. I've already rolled it out. It's 30 health back. Nice, nice. Okay, that's a bonus action. I'm going to move my movement up to him. 
Wacky Wacky with the sword is a 19 plus 9 is 28. Uh, so 1d6 plus 6 plus sneak, a damage, sneak attack damage of 3d6. 6, 9, 14, 20 magic. 20 magic. Total? Total. Including the sneak. And there's nobody else around to, to throw my psychic damage on. That's true. Alrighty. All right. Next up is Lordak. And uh, again, I uh, need everyone to make the dexterity saving throw. Plus three still, correct? For you, and, yeah. Uh, Actually, yeah, you're the only one that's within. What is it, 10 feet? Uh, yeah. Actually, let me, let me double check that. Or 27. What's yeah, it's 10 feet. Okay. Uh, okay. 27 on the save. What's everybody else's save? 11. 16. 11. 11 on the save. 16, Brandon? Yeah. 18 for me. 18? All right, so... Okay, so uh, Obsidian and Anari, each of you are going to take uh, 12 points of lightning damage. Uh, Day and Brerun, you guys are going to take 25 points of lightning damage. Last, uh, and then as he sits there and raises uh, both of his palms forward, and I need you to make another. Uh, he raises his palms. I need Anari and Obsidian to make uh, dexterity saving throws. Wait. No, I need all four of you to make dexterity saving throws. All four of us. Oh no. I'm sitting you get the plus three. Um yeah. mine's a twenty-four. I need to step away just for a second. I'll be right back. Okay. Twenty-five for me, Scott or Steve. Twenty-five, okay. Yeah. That's uh, a fifteen for me. Okay. Brendan, what did you get? Sorry. Oh, I didn't realize my name was in that. Yeah. All four of you, I need to make the dexterity. Okay. Eight. Eight. Sorry about that. 
No, you're fine. All right. Um, uh, whoever got above an 18, you're going to take... Eleven points of fire damage. Uh, for those who got under eighteen, you're going to take twenty-two points of fire damage. As in the center, uh, amongst all of you, a fireball erupts, catching uh, all so, of you. I'm going to use uncanny dodge to half that. Yeah. All right. Uh, and the last uh, thing happens. One of the heads turns, and uh, dis and you see the spiritual weapon dissipate. That will bring us to Day's turn. Okay. So, yeah. Bear or Barham is down. Okay. Day, you're up. All right. Uh, so, for my bonus action, I take the superior superior healing for twenty seven points total. Okay. Uh, and then I use my attack. So, or my attacks rather. All right. So that's a seventeen to hit and a twenty one to hit. Uh, both hit. Roll damage. Okay. So again, these are the magical area arrows, the plus three arrows. So. That's uh, 14 points of magical damage and five points of magical damage, six points of sneak attack. Alrighty, how do you want to do this? <laughs> what do I know about Rakshasas? Because if I know enough to know that he'll be back, I might want to knock him unconscious and stick a couple of rods in his body so he can't stand up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, give me a uh, nature check. Okay. Uh, all right, D&D Beyond. I'm relying on you to make this work. Two. You can use your bardic. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I used my bardic uh, on that that mega attack. I I used it on one of those rolls. Um. On yeah. So. Yeah, that's a two, so I don't know that. Um, uh, you're not familiar. You know they're a, they're a beast of the lower planes? That's a that's about it. All right, so I aim both shots for the heart. All right, and uh, both impact and tell me what happens. Uh, all right, so one of them pins him to the wall, uh, and the other one, uh, I guess, also pins him to the wall. Uh, I'm a little sleepy, so I can't think of anything really cool other than um, he he sees me and uh, is afraid forever <laughs> of me. Like it. That's good. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, as he gets there, the rest he has, of his life. Yeah. Uh, the 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 there's the look of shock on the human on the uh, on the uh, human head. The, Rest of them all kind of droop down, and uh, he just—he's like, he uh, just kind of fades away, and then uh, he's dead. 
I go yes. to Barum and cast Cure Wounds on him. All right, uh, Barum. One D eight plus two plus one, I think. I roll that. Who rolls it? Uh, you do because you're casting the spell. Oh, eight plus one. Nine points of healing, and Barum is a. Uh, comes to consciousness and you as you look about you see the uh you see Lordak is uh pinned to the wall with a couple of arrows sticking out stick sticking out of his heart. God, I can do it. All right. Everyone just just don't move. Don't say a word. Okay? And I cast um Beacon of Hope. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's just a buff for everybody. Uh, this spell bestows hope and vitality. Choose any number of creatures within range for the duration. Each target has advantage on wisdom saving throws and death saving throws and regains the maximum number of hit points possible from any healing. Nice. Wow. That is really nice. Which, if I would have paid more attention, I would have cast that right before I drank my potion. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? You live and learn. Live and learn. <laughs> and I cast it on all all four of us. But awesome. And I notice what happened. Wait, is it? Did it? Did who did? What is? Is the body still there? Yep, the body is still there. So I want to drink the potion of um, fire breath that I have. Okay. And then I'm gonna breathe on the body and set it aflame, set it on fire to burn. All right. Uh, you drink the potion and you uh, expect you you breathe on it enough to where the whole body starts to catch on fire and starts to uh, kind of dissolve away in the flames. Soon you just have that smell of burning flesh in the room. A little while later. Uh, Xander Gould starts to regain consciousness and looks about uh, rather confused and uh, then uh, begins to explain that three weeks ago he was possessed by Lordak and uh, he has been, that is uh, kind of what led to the state of affairs inside the uh, mansion. And he, he, he appreciate he thanks you profusely for your help and offers you uh whatever you uh thousand gold each out of the uh the stores the vault from the uh mansion as uh, well as uh any, anything that you have found along this journey uh searching the bodies the body of uh Ruthra you find that the shield and sword are both magical he also has a ring uh, looks like it's a ring of spell storing on it as well and then whatever else you guys find here in this uh this fortress and with that i have to say huzzah <laughs> it's two in the morning i know we're all tired otherwise you know, have a lot more energy i understand <laughs> i mean uh, how upset is he going to be when he finds out that we found all of his vault gold here and already have it that is up to you if you want to tell him that well, but we he, can leave. That already said the, anything. He, he said exactly. We're just He's, gonna go with what he said. He said we could have anything we found here in this fortress, so that's where we found it. That's where we found it. 
and after the and of course when you go back to the guild hall you get uh each of you is gets the uh, promised three thousand gold per but also as a bonus an additional three thousand per so six thousand per plus wow. all of the items that and gold that you have found and whether you chose to give any of it back to the mansion is entirely up to you <laughs> So he gave I'm us chaotic neutral. I say keep it. He gave us a thousand each. Yeah, he gave you a thousand each for helping rid the okay. mansion of the uh, problems. So seven thousand. Uh, so basically seven thousand each for yep. the task, and then all the treasure from the yes. chest. The, all the, the, platinum, all gold, the items silver, that copper. you found. They're still. It's. They're still. We still need difference. to identify them. Yeah, we <laughs> yeah. still need to get them identified. I want to see, um, take a look at that shield. Yeah, the shield's a plus uh, plus one shield. The sword is a plus two long sword. Um, the uh, magic items on the wizard. Mm -hmm. uh, Did you say a plus one shield? Yep, plus one shield, okay. plus two sword. Uh, the magic items that Matthew Severson had on him. Do do do. Uh, was a a potion of vitality, a ring of protection plus three, a wand of illumination with uh, about 17 charges left, and a wand of con conjuration with uh, 24 charges left. And the necklace has four beads of force, and the quarterstaff is a magically quarterstaff plus two. Wow. Okay. I'm sorry. And what were the beads again? That was the only thing I missed. Force, uh, beads of four speeds. Yeah. And how many beads are there? Uh, there were four left on the uh, necklace. Four. Okay. And then the other the the prayer beads. Those were all cure wounds. How many of those were on that necklace? Uh, I believe there are six beads on the necklace, six. Adam. You have the um, same on the, the prayer beads. Yeah, it's six, six beads, okay. and then the DM chooses what spells from the list are part the of the one it. you got each speed has a will cast cure wounds at second level cool uh would you th uh again thank you so much for hanging in there to do this yes. this has been awesome and amazing i hope you guys had just as much fun as uh, i did and as the chat did and a lot i think of fun I think our last thing would be to pick our winner for the pre-order copy of Rime of the Frost Maiden. Yes, yes, yes. We have 13 entrants. I'm just going to quickly enter. Last minute. Last <laughs> winner. Last minute. Last minute chance. If you haven't entered, enter the giveaway. I already did it. I already, oh, did, already it. did I gave them their last chance. Yeah. I, I already popped in and said that. Ned, N-E-D-N-A-R-B-G. All right. Ned Narbg. All right. We yeah, that's will, why I spelled it. <laughs> uh, if you're still here in the chat, uh, toss us um, uh, a whisper, and we'll get you that code so you can uh, claim your copy of Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. All right. Awesome. Uh, before we uh, head out, uh, give again a, a nice thank you to everybody. I'm going to take a quick break, and then I'll come back to finish out my 24-hour. But before I do... Want to give all these wonderful gentlemen a chance to uh, tell us uh, about themselves or anything they're working on that they want to share? 
Um, I will also say that uh, if you enjoyed uh, seeing Brandon, you will you can see him again on Tuesday for Scuba and the Rye, where he will be our guest. Uh, I'm sure at some point, maybe we can get Adam to come on as well. We could talk about that later when you have time. Sure, let's talk about it later. Awesome. Uh, so start off, Brandon. Uh, anything you want to plug or uh, tell us where people can find you? Yeah, so uh, you can find me usually at DM underscore Brando. Um, that's, I think, on Twitter and Twitch, I think is what it's Realm Smith underscore Brandon on Instagram. Um, and I'm doing Into the Mist with Realm Smith. And also, I've been working with Mithril on their newest Kickstarter, which is coming up sometime in the very near future, probably sometime in the next couple of weeks, maybe. I cannot guarantee, but looking that way and it's the uh mithril's perplexing puzzle experience which is all about puzzles that dms can use physical puzzles to hand out at their table for their players to figure out right then and there uh and along with awesome examples and things like that we've got some cool ideas for stretch goals i'm not allowed to say too much but there you go. So there's there's more to come. Uh, and also, I'm, I'm working on some personal projects as well. So keep an eye out for some writing that uh, I've been doing and will be publishing in the somewhat near future as well. Oh, look forward to it. That'll be awesome. awesome. Yeah, wow. I, I don't have half as much going on. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you can find me at Instagram and Twitter at Adam Mains. A-G-A-M-M-A-I-N-S-E. I uh, also am with Brandon on Monday nights on Into the Mist. And um, yeah, I guess that's it for me. <laughs> Thanks for having us, though. This was really fun. I, I yeah. greatly appreciate it. Uh, Shad? Uh, you can find me in Rosemith's Discord pretty much. <laughs> 10, 12, 18 hours a day. Um, and other than that, I would, yeah. <laughs> uh, other than that, I don't really have any projects going on COVID. I'm not traveling. So work's been kind of slow. So just kind of here hanging out. And of uh, course, in Scoop's channels. <laughs> yes. Uh, John? Yeah, I'm uh, not on social media really. So not much there, but uh, also taking part in the Realmsmith Discord. It's a lot of fun uh, playing one of the elders in the Vistani camps and uh, helping to mod uh, the Realmsmith uh, streams and so on. So it's been, been a lot of fun. Uh, if you're still in the chat, hang out. I'll be back in just a little bit. Mm -hmm.